This is a song about a podcast you're about to listen to. It's called F's It All About, and we've made it for you. It's by Connor and Dan, and we might talk about stuff. It could be work or play, or maybe it's about love. I might bring up a point that Dan wants to refute, but baby, that's the way it goes, so please don't hit mute. It's called F's It All About, and it's already begun. We're gonna talk for a while. Hello, you're listening to Fox It All About. I am, as ever, Connor Gallagher, and I'm joined by Daniel Tinto. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks again for having me, as always. We've been away for a while. Uh, Dropped the subtitle. We're back with a revamped show. Are we? Yeah. We are. And it's a good one. One that's close to your heart, you might say, Daniel. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. We get to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. Not really. A lot has happened since the last episode. Do you want to do a quick summary? Well... We've moved into a new flat. Boom. We've both done our part three. This is <laughs> No, not really. You're an architect. Well done, you. There we go. Yeah, well, get that out of the way. Yeah, get that out of the way. We don't have to right. mention that one again. I'll put that in the subtitle. What's the other one? The other one, there's been a general election. Oh, yes. So there yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, there's been some optimism in the youth of today. True. I've been on holiday, so that's You've perfect. been to Australia and yep. back. And back, yep. And uh, I've been to Glastonbury and back. Yeah, we're, you know... We're different people. Different people. Yeah. I mean, technically, I'm a different person. Yeah, you are. Feel of love and peace. Okay, so this episode is about flirtation. Okay. Well, that's, the, that's the working title anyway. Yeah. And it's all about your love life. We've yep. done home life. We've done work life. How does your love life affect your satisfaction? So just to set some context, we're giving you um, a two-pronged approach to love life because okay. I happen to be in a relationship. Mm. A cohabitative relationship, and Dan isn't. No, you're single, aren't you? <laughs> Correct. And um, Dan's probably the only single person in our group of yeah, friends. Yeah, everyone's settled down now. So well, Dan can't tame me. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a spotlight on Dan. Yeah, yeah. always, always is though. Always is. Uh huh. I actually just had one a message through, which might be, give you some kind of um, an example. This girl hit me with a question. Imagine you are trapped in a jungle for five years, but you're allowed to take three books with you. Which books do you take? Your skills of survival match Benedict Allen. I don't know who that is. So no, <laughs> I don't know who that so is. So no survival books needed. Eh? And my response, The Jungle Book, Castaway, and finally, Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're so literal. Fucking hell. No, I'm completely shot her down there. She thought I was going to give some like really romantic kind of you know um, answer, but I've shot her down and I've had no response. Because <laughs> oh, that was a shit response. <laughs> well, I don't really like questions like that. They're quite intense. You know, I don't read so good. <laughs> She's really testing if you're a bit of a literary boffin, isn't she? Uh, probably. That's yeah. What she wants. Uh, Ugh, she wants boring. to nerd out with her. Yeah. Just watch Netflix, love, like everyone else. <laughs> Edit that love point out. <laughs> that's a bit sexist. That's why I'm still on these you things. Can, no, you, you were doing a comedy character there. Yeah, that's true. That's fine. You were doing it from under the irony curtain, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, so um, one of the things that spurred me to do this episode is because I read a book by oh, yeah. Aziz Ansari, American <laughs> Indian comedian, and he did it with a social anthropologist, I think. It was called Modern Romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother gave me this book. And a bit sceptical at first, but it's quite an interesting take on the romantic courtship rituals of uh, a contemporary day. 
Okay. So, for example, they go through um, everything from older generations comparison to how we yep. interact. So, for example, in generation above us, they would have all met each other face to face, of course. It's Generation X, is it? Generation X and, and above. And they would have all met each other face to face. Most of the time, it would have been within people within their own neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, or on the same streets. Because they weren't as well communicated. Exactly. Well, they didn't have that um, that wide sphere to choose Dating from. Apps, yeah. So basically, they would, um, you know, knock on each other's door or call each other up, and <laughs> from that point, they'd set a date and time and yeah. a place. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that way, they weren't as flaky. Exactly. And yeah. They could just follow through with plans very normally. Three days later, will you marry me? Yeah. And that yeah. was it. A little bit of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think that they, in doing that, were always looking for someone satisfactory. Yeah. So they were always just looking for somebody that will do because they knew that their their search was limited. Yeah, it's hard work. You know, they were like, all right, does he... Well, he doesn't beat me and he doesn't... <laughs> he did turn <laughs> up. <laughs> he did meet at the, the time we asked to meet. So, yeah, he's a keeper. Yeah. Whereas today, like, if you're looking through endless amounts of faces on oh. Tinder or Bumble... The choice... The choice is great, isn't it? Everyone looks and the same, though, eventually. Everyone looks the same. But, but you're looking for a, a perfect person, though, right? Because yeah. there's so much choice, you're like, well, they don't have this. So you, yeah, you am I better than her? Or... Is she better than me? Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. so I have a, uh, an analogy for this, which I think works, is that if you're walking, say, down a farmer's market, oh, yeah. and you see a little uh, stand full of jam jars, 150 different jam jars there from all around the place, yeah. amazing, no matter which one you take home, you're always going to be disappointed with it because there was too much choice and you'd always be regretful of it. Yep. Now, say, for example, you walk past a stand and it had three nice gourmet jam jars there. Yep. No matter which one you take home, you're always going to be happier than the one that you took home from the big, large jam stand because the choice was limited. So True. you're always happier when your decisions are more limited. What if the other two jams were even better? I'd be like, oh shit. Well, you would be thinking about it less than you would be in the one that you took home from the 150 jars. Yeah, it's an interesting analogy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like if you're swiping through Tinder all day, mm. you know, the choices are literally endless. It's like a game though. It isn't really, it's not real. You use it when you're waiting for things. Tinder. Like, yeah, so for example, if you're waiting for the kettle to boil, it's just like, do, 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 do. like <laughs> I'm not looking for love right there. <laughs> you know, Is that just, just because of the nature of the app, though? Like, Yeah, it's very accessible. It's easy. Okay, but would you say that you are you are obviously open to a relationship from swiping through people? Yeah. And it's funny that, though, if you then meet somebody and go you know, on a couple of dates with them, you look back and go, oh, how'd you meet? I was boiling the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny story. Yeah. I was not boiling really... out of my mind. Yeah, yeah, I was boiling out of my mind, so yeah, went for a drink. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny. That's pretty much the culture now. But so one of the other things the book talked about is the cultures like around the world in dating. Mm-hmm. So for example, in Japan, I, I don't know if I've told you this one before, mm-hmm. but Japan had basically a massive crisis on their hand because people aren't mating, essentially. Yep. And that was to do it's with... been mentioned again recently as well. Yeah, yeah. So in well, after the 2008 stock market crash, this all started to unfold because a lot of the men in Japan, their integrity or their, their confidence, self-esteem came from their high-powered jobs. And when work yep. was so much more insecure, they lost their confidence, yep. stopped approaching women. So women are like, you know, kind of crying out for men to walk up to them. Yeah, the book talked about how they, they call them herbivore men because they're just kind of like about grazing 
and they can't they're not going in like uh like t-rexes and you predators know. you know yeah and so what they do instead the men is they seek affection through other things do you know any of the things stroking kittens stroking kittens cat cafes is that correct yeah they got that right oh nice yeah, they, they I have listened to you before yes yeah they have <laughs> um cat cafes where you like pay a fiver to go in and wait, they, wait the women do no the men hmm. because they're replacing the affection from somewhere else that is interesting because they, they don't have the confidence to go up to, to women, so they're just yeah. being efficient about it and just going, right, well, I, I want affection, I want comfort. I can um, say something quite crude here, but I won't. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> go in that direction if you want. No. Because they, they have another thing they have is uh, vending machines with schoolgirl underwear in them. And they, do they, who wears them? I, no, I, don't, I don't know if anyone wears them. But they're they're marketed as like they're they're like an eighteen year old's underwear or something, and they men buy them from a vending machine. This all came from the one book. Still yeah, that's right. I've seen, I've seen that before though as well. Yeah. I've seen that yeah. online. It's very peculiar. It's disturbing. Oh yeah, and so there's so so much of that is happening that the government are having to step in in order to try and encourage people to meet each other. <laughs> so the government sponsors dating events. What, speed dating? Like, speed dating, whatever, like, mingling events, you know? Kind of just things for, for men to find it easy to talk to women. Yeah. So that is in, for example, stark contrast to Argentina. Where they're at it, like, there's... Well, know, so, for example, Tinder and Bumble and things like that are very ineffective in Argentina. They're not used. They're almost non-existent because they don't need them. Because men are so aggressive. And oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Argentinian men are obviously very passionate and uh, Latino sort of flame, but yeah, it kind of goes in that that harassment angle that like catcalling in the street. So okay, people get chased after even if even if they've said <laughs> chased. chased after <laughs> figuratively speaking. <laughs> Just imagine a pack. Just, <laughs> oh, she's in trouble. <laughs> well, it's slightly intimidating. Well, obviously, yes, yeah, a pack of men running after you. Can't think of anything more terrifying. Well, even figuratively speaking, like so, after even they've said they've got a boy friend they'll just be like yes yeah, so yeah challenge accepted <laughs> right and then so say compare that again to france for example uh-huh and the french you think obviously the most romantic country in the world you're going to tell me otherwise world. well in france only 47 percent of people think infidelity is morally reprehensible yeah i could probably agree with that yeah they're quite like that aren't they they're you know very liberal blasé yeah yeah they just think yeah okay let's shout somebody else who cares is no problem have some more wine. One thing that we're going to focus on heavily, obviously, is your romantic life because you're still out there yeah. playing the field, so to speak. Yep. You're still in the game. Um, there's a game and I'm in it. You're in it. What sort of dates are you going on? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like what's the setting? Drinks. Drinks. Yeah, first date is always drinks. You ever done anything different? No, I always think that something else is a bit more intense and kind of, you know, you got to get to know someone face to face rather than paintballing or some mad shit like that. I don't know. Or axe throwing or playing darts. Just like, you know, that could really go, you know. Playing darts, I think. Yeah, that does. That happens in some a, a place in Shoreditch. And there's, that's like a big like date place. Yeah. I think you get off on the wrong foot. So I think you just suss each other out, drinks, and then who knows, like after that it goes somewhere else. Yeah, but say somebody's just been on, like, countless dates and it's just drinks, drinks, drinks. What if somebody agree, doesn't I drink agree. alcohol? It's a, well, mm, that never happens. You can't be single and not drink alcohol. It's just not possible. <laughs> Some people don't drink alcohol. <laughs> well, you're, you're going to have to change, buck up your ideas. <laughs> 
I mean, why always go for those ones? I mean, would you not think though that because it's London and it's easier, everyone's finishing work during the week, and nobody can really be arsed doing something crazy like pottery or whatever at eight o'clock at night. It's just the it's kind of just the most, it's the easiest thing and something in the best. So if you find a nice bar. We're all adults here. We don't need like ball pits just jump into. Or yeah, but what if somebody really interesting came along and you wanted to impress them? <clears throat> Take them to a really interesting bar. Okay, well, listen. I agree that if you have any suggestions in terms of first dates, locations, give me them. Because I am getting a little bit bored of the old drinks as well. But that's why... Well, you mentioned one I'd be well up for. Axe throwing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You can get a girl to get axe throwing. Yeah, that means she has a lot of trust in you, obviously. Mate, just you wait. In a week's time, you could have an axe throwing date. But it, you'd have to be so angry going to do it. I mean, you no. have to be quite angry to throw an axe. What? Do you have to be angry to box, to play rugby? Yes. No. Yes. I mean, you need a certain that's, intensity, but you don't need to be angry. That's why you get in, in rugby, you get in a little huddle before the game and you go, rugby! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how successful is your drinks? Well, there's been a few second dates, not loads. How many second dates? Out of how many? Oh, I don't know. I think you've been on three second dates. Probably, yeah. Out but of, that's... That's my choice too. Out of, let me say, yeah, I know it's your choice, but like, out of, what's that, maybe 15? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good ratio. It's not a good success rate for the drinks. Nah. Do you not think, though, at that, with those, based on those figures, I know that you don't want a second date a lot of the time, yeah. obviously, but you got to say out of 15 women, yeah, you probably wanted to go on a date with, a second date with like six of them, maybe, right? Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And therefore, you've only got 50%. Um, success rate on the ones that you wanted to. Okay. Based on that, but I think actually you should give every single person two dates if you're if you're attracted to them. Yeah. That is because obviously true. that has to come first. So what, how much do you really know? True. About them than true. One I agree. So what would you your second date be then? You go something if you're if you're activity activity absolutely. Yeah. But like something, it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, something that you have to pay a lot of money for or anything. For example, one thing I'd do is like get a bottle of. Prosecco or something, go sit by a canal. All oh, right, okay. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's just basically cheap. drinks. <laughs> yeah, but it's che- yeah, but it's cheap and it's a setting and it's different and they it's won't. Tight. They definitely wouldn't have been taken there before. Yeah, but you've already gone for drinks in the first one. It's not like you're tight. What if it's it rains? Second date. If it rains, you got to check the weather forecast, mate. <laughs> check the weather. Do something suitable. And okay. that's just an example off the top of my head. Right. Okay. I'm sure, I could think of better ones. But while we're <clears throat> while we're at, that's that's my first rule. Is you should take. Almost everyone, if you're attracted to yes, them on a okay. second date. Yep. I've got some other Connor's general rules of thumb. Uh-huh. Number one, don't text back straight away. Yes, that's just... That's as silly as it seems, the psychological response is that you're too readily available and have nothing else going on. Yep. And even if people don't aren't trying to play that game or aren't trying to come off in a certain way, you still have to be aware that whenever you get a text back straight away you kind of think that that person's right there waiting to text you back. I generally don't like texting anyway, so that's no problem for me. Yeah, it's rubbish, right? And which actually gets me on to point number two. Get to the face-to-face as soon as possible. Text, chat, slash banter is awful. Yep, agreed. It's piss poor. Yep. It's usually shy. Did you see that thing online recently about people, uh, a couple were on Tinder talking for three years of text banter? That's just catfishing at that, its finest. It's just, and they were they were doing this continuous joke, like running joke with it, and apparently people like find out and it went viral, and some Three organization years. paid for them to meet. Yeah, and just have a get date it finally. over and done with. And did they get on with each other? Uh, Surely, I think so. Three years. 
of talking, yeah. Yeah, that's awful. So you obviously don't want to be there. No. Um, rule number three, if there's no reply within 24 hours in any Get message, rid of them. Yeah. it's not on. They're no. not in it. Yeah, don't wait around. Oh yeah, don't be that. I mean, I mean, you're a confident enough person to know when that's happening. But yeah. you know, a lot of people will, if they really like somebody, even if it's a couple of dates in, then the texts start to come. Just after waiting by the hours. phone. Don't text them back immediately. It can if they be do. quite agonising. <laughs> I can, I I remember my when I was seventeen, eighteen stuff and texts, and you'd be like, oh shit, where's it coming? <laughs> I've only got one kiss. What the hell? I was expecting six. Yeah, all that sort of rubbish. All that yeah. those kind of mental warfare. Yeah. Unintentional as they may be. Yeah. Or generally intentional. Okay. Here's uh, rule number four, which is uh, aimed at you. Get to the mackin by the end of the second date. Mackin. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, mackin. Is that is that a, is that a, is that uh, an Irish term? Is it? That's definitely not an Irish term. What is it? Just smooching. Mackin. Have a smooch by the end of the second date. People, some people just don't like PDA, you know, PDA. No, but it doesn't have to be in public, public does affection. it? As yeah. it could be, you well, know, where's, where's, even a goodbye. But it's you're in public, though. Yeah, but yeah, they might be getting this taxi on a quiet street, you know. If there's a bit of chemistry and you're attracted to the person, you're going to state your intentions otherwise. And just like, go for it and just go, <laughs> and then they pull away like, oh, shit. Obviously, <laughs> don't be Argentinian about it, right? <laughs> Running after them. <laughs> but, you know, I think that if you don't do that by the end of the second date, you're kind of running into the friend zone. Yeah. You're just saying that because there was one that you went on. How many? Three dates? Y- yes. Without anything? Actually, Not- two. There's two situations like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fifth bit of advice. This uh-huh. is just the general kind of um, attitude and stuff is, is that I, I advise if you're on a first date, right, keep the conversation away from work. Yes, you've said this before, yes. Right, I've told yeah. you this, but uh-huh. well, I'm going to tell it. keep it to travel, yeah. No, but keep, keep the conversation <sighs> to things that inspire in you a, a sense of adventure and um, mm-hmm. I, basically you're associating your presence with that person with uh, kind of positive thoughts in their head. Right. And obviously work stuff, you're going to find that stuff out anyway. It's so boring. And people, they just <clears throat> moan whenever they go on about work and stuff. So it's not, it well, generally... That is if they're unhappy in their job, yes. But so. if you keep the conversation away from that and into sort of optimistic and kind of open-minded things, then... And about how you spent six months in Bolivia. There you go. As <laughs> yeah. a gap yeah. Yeah, exactly. Keep it to that. But, you know, without sounding like a gap yeah. Yeah, obviously. Sort of person. Yeah. You know, in 2017, there are some new trends that have come up. Okay. I guess these have a lot to do with technology that's involved. Obviously, one that existed before this year was uh, ghosting. What the hell is that? Well, what do you think it means? Someone stalks you, almost? No, not at all. 80% of our generation have been subject to the virtual equivalent of the Irish exit. So you know what an Irish exit is and an night yeah. yeah. What is it? You just leave without announcing you're yeah. leaving. Exactly. So ghosting would be just not replying without any reason. Well, like someone messages you and you don't reply. You just don't reply. And yeah. it could be like constant conversation and then you just, you're ghosted. It's like you're talking to a ghost. Nobody's replying. On apps, on texting, calls, Facebook, whatever. That's what it's called. Ghosting. ghosting. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's just, just rude really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But like 80% of us have experienced it. Okay. Have you heard of this term? Benching. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> you've, you've, heard, you've heard of it in the gym. <laughs> yeah, quite, kind of. Um, it's the one with your legs, isn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, 
you've gone on a couple of good dates with somebody and all of a sudden the momentum stalls, they keep texting you or Facebook messaging you, yeah. but there's no talk of planning a third date. You sit there scratching your head because obviously the person likes you enough to keep chatting, so why don't they want to see you again? And basically, uh, you've been benched. And yeah. you're... Oh, she's waiting to find someone else. Yeah. Your gotcha. flame has met someone they feel more strongly toward, but they're you're, not yeah. sure if it's a good thing yet. So they're keeping you on the back burner. Yeah, you're down the league. You're the safety net. Daniel. Yep. We've done a podcast. Finally. It's called Flirtation. Uh-huh. You've just heard it down your luggles. Yep. What did you think? Please get tell us what you thought. At F's it all about. Or to our faces. To our faces. That's all who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> People in the street come up to me sometimes and go, Are you that, Are you guy? that guy from F's it all about? And I say, Yes. And then I wake up and yeah. I cry a little. Yeah. Nobody loves us. No, so uh, it was a good podcast, wasn't it? It was quite Something funny. Something that's it? very relevant for everyone. Um, everyone has to deal with dating and love life and yeah eventually eventually like if you're married you've gone through it if you're not married you're going through it or you're about yeah exactly or you could be a monk yeah celibate so if you're a monk this has been a waste of your time (laughs) waste of time it's or just uh, an abstract sort of analysis on something they have no experience of and therefore we're giving them an insight exactly something you know a taster for them Little taster. Okay, um, hopefully next month we're going to get back onto it with a new topic. What is it? Fresh, hot off the press. I've got a couple of ideas. Um, Are we going to make it public? No. Oh. Let's keep it close to the I chest. don't even know what it is. Watch this space. Okay. All right. Over and out. Over and out. Thanks Bye. for listening. Cheerio. Bye. Just plug into it.